Okay, let's get started. No, no, no. Oh, a nar? Oh, yeah. You want to talk about you? Step out. Okay. Let's get started. Yesterday's daf was number 110. Today is number 111. We are owning in on our Siyum Beis, our Hashem Yisbarach, and Sechus Ksuvis. I have a mind. Um, Rufur Shlema for Adas Basrani, Dove Ben Mazal, Michal Biva Bas Yudis, and Imi Bas Dvora, and all else who need Rufur. And with that, we'll start a review of yesterday's daf. Um, started off talking about a uh, person produces a document showing that uh, the other person owes him a certain amount of money, and the other one produces a different document that shows that he sold him a field. So Adman could t- say that this. This is kind of proof that that that, that is not true because you never sell a person who owes you money a field, um, you know, until you first collect the money that's owed. If he has enough money to buy a field, so then why isn't he um, paying you back the money he owes? You don't just sell property. That doesn't make any sense. That's Admin's take. Um, on the uh, the Chacham say no there's the opposite uh, Svar over here he was a genius why? because he knew this guy is not going to pay him back and, and, he, and he's going to always claim that he has no money and that's because he hides his money but sell him a field he'll buy the field and then he'll have the field come back and collect the field from him uh, so, I'll, so this way I'll get my money I'll get my field back too it's all good so that's the stories. The question is, what's the logic of the Rabbanon? Um, Adman is correct that wouldn't he, if you have the money to pay for the field, wouldn't you collect that first? So the answer is, is that if they pay money up front and then they write the star, so then, yeah, he has his cash to pay you. Let him take care of his debt. Then you'll be paid off. You don't need to go through this whole thing. So obviously we're talking about where they make the star first, and then they take the money. Um, and uh, that's where Adman holds, is that still he should have made a da at least, that this sale is all a ruse to get the money out of this guy, who's not going to want to pay him. And they're about to say, it's too risky to actually make that public, or to tell anybody, because if you tell Reuven, Reuven will tell Shimon, Who's going to tell Levi, and the word will get back to the buyer, and that's it. But you said that the, the finalizing the sale is when the guy makes the king and walks around the field or whatever. That is the final step of the sale. Correct. Yes, it's too so, late. You're muxik in the field. No, I'm saying, but if, if they do the star and the kesef, the seller could back off, no? Not, oh, no. Well, normally, the, that's when the, there's. You, keep you, the money you, can, you can be kind of filled with the star also. Or um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not the need, only way. Oh. That's the way you're kind of a chazaka, is if you're kind of. Oh, it's not a chazaka. I that's the, he, that's oh, the that's form of chazaka. That's one of that. That's one of the ways of. Acquiring oh, okay. Money. Star is also the same thing. A star works too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Anyway, so that brings us to the next mission. The next mission is saying two people produce a star onto each other. Edmund says. Um, the guy can say is that if I really owe you money, why are you borrowing money uh, from me? Just take take uh, take the money I owe you, and then you'll be good. Obviously, if you borrow from me money, that means that you, that the first debt is not real. Um, and the Chum say no. You, each one will collect their star and that's the story. 
So the Gemara says that uh, if you have two people producing Ishtachov in each other, it's Machlekes, and the Gemara, Rab Nachman says, each one collects, and Shesha says, why bother switching properties? Let them just stick to what they got, and that's it, consider it settled. So, So of course, if the fields are of equal quality, Idis and Idis, Benes and Benes, Ziburis and Ziburis, so then there's no reason to do, to there's no reason to just switch, flip, switch properties. That makes no sense. The Shaila is, the Machlokis is, one has Bainas, the other one has Yiburis. So Rabbi Nachman says, each one collects um, because um, it's a subjective thing and a creditor is entitled to Bainas. And therefore, uh, my Ziburis is, my, is the Ziburis, your Ziburis is really my Bainas. So therefore, um, you would only be entitled to what's the Buddhist to you. And once I collect from you, I'm entitled to your Bainanis. So I would, to my benefit to actually do this transaction. And um, that's the story. Um, Rav Shesha says uh, there's no reason to do the switch. And the reason why is because he says that it's an objective reality of what's middle. And therefore, even if you collect my Bainanis for me, so I have a right to go back and collect it back from you. So therefore, we'll both go. I'm not going to obviously take your ziburis when you're getting my bainanis. I'll wait till you take my bainanis, and then I'll take your, your bainanis, so, uh, which is my bainanis. So then what are we going through this whole exercise where I'm going to be taking back the same property that, that was mine from the first place? Um, so that's the story. So the question is... Um, um, why, what, how do you know that the person who's, who has Ziburis is collecting first? Maybe the person who has Bainanis is collecting first. And he should collect the Ziburis because he has no choice because that's all he, the other guy has. And then uh, the other guy is going to go ahead and collect from him the Bainanis. And now it's too late because you already collected your debt. So like we're saying we're talking about where the other person collect, claimed it first. So, so what? It goes by when you collect it. The answer is, is that uh, um, we're talking about a little different case. One has Idis and Beninis, the other one has Zipurus. So if you do it subjective, so and uh, so then the Chavim say each one collects because it's subjective. And uh, but uh, um, um, I'm sorry, that's 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 the that's the pshat. And and uh, if you hold that it's objective, so then. Regardless, you'll be able to keep your pain in this. I had as, the question is, how does Rav Shesha fit in with our mission? It says that the Chum says, So Rav Nachman explains Rav Shesha that we're talking about that the loans are for different terms. One's for 10 years, the other one's for 5 years. The problem with that is, is that, um, which one? If the first one was a loan for 10 years, and the second one's for 5 years, why would Adman say that if I owed you money, why would I borrow from you? Uh, why would you borrow? Uh, why would you borrow from me? Of course you would. You you don't have to pay him back for another five years. Um, so and if it's the, so, the Gemara says in the end that it's talking about where um, the debt of the five years is already due, but it's due that day. Does a person borrow money for one day or not? And that's the machlokes between the two sides. Um, Rami Bar says another pshat. He says we're talking about a, a yasmi over here. And uh, orphans, you can't collect from them. They can only collect their father's debt, but you can't collect the debt that their father owes from them. 
So, uh, but how does that fit into the words? It says Zegova Vezegova. So, okay, it's Roy Likvos. So, Rabbi didn't like that. First of all, it didn't say Roy Likvos, it says Goiva, number one. Number two is that uh, you let them, if they collect it in land, so then the creditor would be allowed to collect the land, because it's only Metaltalim of Yisraimim aren't lean, lean to the father's death. But land is lean to the death. And therefore, they, so let them collect the land for their father's death, and then you could collect the land back from them. So, again, it doesn't really fit in. Um, so the Gemara says, okay, it's a difficulty. Why don't you say that the Yisoyimim have Ziburis? That would work. Because now, when the Yisoyimim have Ziburis, the rule is, is that when you're collecting from orphans, you can only collect the poorest quality land. Um, and he has Idis and Benis, so the Yisraelim have a right to collect bainness, and when he's going to collect back, he does not have a right to collect back bainness, only Zibulis. Um, uh, even if it's Bishal Kal Adam in Shamin, uh, the rule is, Ain from So the Gemara says, you're right, but the reason why um, we, 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 you know, Rav Sheshus would say over here, you don't switch it because that's only if you didn't already have it in your hand. But here you have the bainness in your hand that you would give them and you're holding it, so it's like it's tafas, and therefore you keep it. Which took us to the next topic, which is the Mishnah it says there's three types of three regions in um, in Eretz Yisrael uh, when it comes to marriages. The region in the north, the Galil, the region in the south, which is Yehuda, and the other side of the Jordan, Everyardin. And now um, in general, a husband or a wife can't force the other side to move to a different town um, that's uh, um, from city to city or from metropolis to metropolis. Um, But if it's in the same region, then you could. Meaning if it's all in the Galil, it's one medium-sized city in the Galil to another medium-sized city in the Galil or vice versa. Um, So then that's, or or whatever, the other one, that would work and that you would be able to enforce. Um, um, In general, you're not allowed to even uh, 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 you're not allowed to take from a nice uh, area to a less nice area to another raw, um, but if it's an upgrade to a nicer aesthetic, so then that would be okay. Um, except for Rabshim Gamil, says even that is not acceptable. So the Gemara wanted to know, I understand why moving from a metropolis to a city is, uh, is a downgrade, and because a big city, the metropolis has everything you need. And a little smaller town doesn't have all the amenities. But um, why wouldn't you be able to force somebody to go from a small city to a big city? There it is. Um, Rav Yosef Rav Chanina says that uh, yeshiva's krachim is kosher. Sitting in, living in the big cities has a lot of difficulties. It's crowded. It doesn't have as much space. It's not as pleasant. Can't find parking. Can't find parking. It's a lot of, a lot of these stresses are only in the very big cities, so therefore, that's the issue. And uh, he says, it's people who lived in Yerushalayim, which was such a metropolis, was, uh, they, were, they, were, they got a special blessing for being willing to, to handle the crowds. Next we saw, as Reb Shem Gamliel says, that, um, um, that it's also Baidek, even when you're upgrading. So what does it mean? Baidek, so it's like Shmuel says, that whenever you change environments, it can bring stomach problems. And uh, we have a, a quote from Ben Sira, 
who says that goes off the pasuk. Betzir is talking about the pasuk that's in Mishle that the days of a poor man are bad. And the idea is is that you know it's just the days of the poor man because when he's sleeping, it's kind of the same thing. Everyone's sleeping the same. When you're up, it's bad days. Okay, that's the idea. Um, uh, what about Shabbos and Yantif? That's the kasha. So Shabbos and Yantif is also uh, even the poor man has his, uh, you know has the chalant and shul and whatever. So the answer is is that since he's not used to eating so much, he comes home and he has huge stomach aches. So even that is bad. Ben uh, Sira says a chiddush is that even nights are bad. Why? Because he's sleeping in the low roof. He can only afford a hovel, and the higher roofs are dripping onto his low roof, and it's like whatever it's. Uh, and uh, his vineyard is in the uh, in the mountains, so like all the work and fertilizer is fertilizing his lower neighbor's field. So basically, it's a poor get poor. That's that. Brings us to uh, the next Mishnah. Uh, you can any party can can force the issue to go up and make Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, but not to leave Eretz Yisrael. And that's both man and woman. Um, if a person got married in Eretz Yisrael and divorced in Eretz Yisrael, he has to use Eretz Yisrael money. If he married in Eretz Yisrael and divorced in Kapatkaya, he gives Eretz Yisrael money. If he married in Kapatkaya and divorced in Eretz Yisrael, he gives also Eretz Yisrael money. Um, and Rishim Gamil says, no, you have to give the Kapatkayan money. In that case, what if you marry in Kapitkaya and divorce in Kapitkaya? So then that's for sure you got to use that Kapitkaya. local funds. Yeah. Okay, now what does it mean a Komailin? So, first, Pshad is coming to include as slaves. Um, if his slaves are befavorished, there's a version that has the slaves expressed, expressly stated. So, it's coming to include even if you're downgrading in appearance, meaning you have a much nicer view and aesthetic where you are. In Chutzlaretz, but you're moving to Israel, you're able to um, to force the issue, but not Motzi. Even if you even uh, this is coming to include even a slave that runs away from Chutzlaretz to Israel, you're you cannot um, you catch your slave. <coughs> you him. can't take him back to Chutzlaretz. He wants to. He's he's uh, very Zionistic. You let him. You sell him to somebody in Israel, and then you know go, go back. Because uh, there's a mitzvah of Yeshiva Saret Yisrael. Now, everybody can bring to Yerushalayim, even if it's downgraded in, in, in the quality of the appearance, and uh, but not to leave, even if it's an upgrade in appearance. And uh, but, so the Gemara says, um, we mentioned it, Agav, uh, the Resha. Okay. Next, we're saying, what if he says to be, make Aliyah, and she says no, so we force her to make Aliyah. And if she says she refuses, then she loses. She he could divorce her and not pay for her ksuba. Take who has the kids? Well, let's leave the kids out of this. Okay, whatever. A divorce? Leave the kids out of the divorce? That's not gonna fly. Okay. Who says there? Who says there's any kids? Can you take the kids to Israel? The guy can take that. That's some much my cash. It sounds. I hear, but I'm saying we're not. It doesn't give any information. I have nothing to say. Um, but uh, basically, we, we did t- see two daffim ago. We did k- see two daffim ago about who has custody. If it's a daughter, the mother always has custody of the daughter. <coughs> the son's not necessarily. So that's what that's what we saw. It was a little bit of an insight into that. Anyway, bottom line is um, 
um, it's Yotzi without a Ksuba. If she says to go up and he says no, then he, we force him to go up, and if he still refuses, he has to divorce her and give her a Ksuba. Okay? Um, what if he says to leave? They're already in Eretz He says to leave, she says no. He has to um, give the Ksuba. If she says to leave and he says no, he divorces her without the Ksuba. That's the story. Okay. What if, uh, so we said that, talked about the cases of the marriage in Eretz Yisrael, got divorced in Kapatkaya, so we seemingly contradictory. First we're saying that the money goes by where the Sheba is. And then we're saying that the money goes by where the payment is. Uh, it's, and it's inconsistent. So the Gemara explains is that um, since it's, uh, since Ksuva is Kula, it's Midirapana, so we let you pay in the cheapest way. And the Kapatkaya money was more Expensive, it was uh, more more valuable, and therefore we let you pay with the le- lesser money, lesser funds, to your advantage. But Rabbi Gamliel says Ksuba is the right. So therefore you go by where the shibud is. The shibud is the um, where, you know what you're chayv to pay. Now, um, when it comes to a regular shtarchov, so it says bavel, and obviously money bavel is what's used. It says Eretz Yisrael use Eretz Yisrael money. If it doesn't say anything, so then if it's you if it's being uh, collected in Babel, then it's most Babel. If it's collected in Eretz Yisrael, it's most Eretz Yisrael. What if you just write Kesef and you didn't write specifically what type? So you could use any type of silver coinage. So um, this is um, um, and that's not true for Ksuba. Which thing is not true for Ksuba? It's going on the first part, which is Rav Shem Gamliel's opinion, who says Ksuba is the right side, it's assuming Ksuba is the Rabbanon, that, uh, you're, that you know, here the Shiva is the right side. Now, what if you write Kesef Stam? We said whatever you want to collect, uh, he pays with. Uh, maybe it's silver bars. Uh, it says Matbeah. Maybe it's Prutas. Nobody makes Prutas out of silver. Um... Next, we said that a person should always live in Eretz Yisrael, even if the city is mostly idolaters, then living, better than living in Chutzlaret, even if it's mostly Yisrael, because living in Eretz Yisrael is like you have a God, and in Chutzlaret it's like you don't have a God, and that's a possible. Um, when you're in Eretz Yisrael, then it's like Hashem is your God. Um, anyway, um, and Chutzaretz is like idolatry, and that's what David says: is that they're going to chase me out of Eretz Yisrael, and it's they're telling me to serve other gods. Why? What do you mean? And the answer is just living in Chutzaretz is like serving other gods, and that is where we left off, and we'll take it from here.